Welcome to the Tell Us Something podcast. I'm Mark Moss. Tell Us Something awakens imagination, empowers storytellers, and connects the Missoula community through the transformative power of personal storytelling. It is a celebration of each other, our stories, and how we move through the world together. All of the stories at Tell Us Something are true. Stories last for 10 minutes and are told from memory. Everyone is welcome to tell a story. The community comes together for a night of true personal stories, shared live, focused on a theme. Everyone has a story. What's yours? The next Tell Us Something is December 12th. The theme is Getting Away With It, and we are taking story pitches now. Call the pitch line to pitch your story. 406-203-4683. The submission deadline is October 21st. After the submission deadline, the Tell Us Something Advisory Board will listen to all of the pitches and let you know next steps if you are selected to share your story. Get those pitches in now. Getting away with it. 406-203-4683. All right, let's get to this week's story. This episode of the Tell Us Something podcast was recorded in front of a live audience on September 10th, 2017 at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. Eight storytellers shared their story on the theme, Up the Blackfoot. Cindy Super grew up just past Clearwater Junction on the banks of the Blackfoot River and has had the river in her life since she was two years old. She calls her story Fairyland. Thanks for listening. So the sun is warm on my skin. Not quite hot, just a little prickly, but warm. I can feel the warm breeze in my face blowing downriver like it usually does in midday. I'm walking east from my home, and as I kneel down, I can feel the soft Douglas fir needles against my hands, and I squeeze my small body, I'm probably about six or seven, into a little thicket. Almost instantly, it's cool, it's quiet. The sound of the river, about 40 feet below us, below the railroad trestle, is about all you can hear. Some buzzing flies, I watch the ants. I've entered fairyland, and I don't remember where that term comes from, but it was my brother and sister eyes and eyes little sanctuary. It was in this space that we could hide in the trees, we could play along the river, rolling rocks into the river, crawling down to the banks. My parents, who learned about or knew about free-range parenting before that was even a thing, <laughs> they gave us really clear boundaries. Don't cross Highway 200, don't cross the river without supervision. That was it. <laughs> when my brother was three and he lit the carpet on fire, we got two more boundaries. That was go outside and never, ever play with matches. So outside we were for my entire childhood. Fairyland, we would roll rocks over in the river and pull Helgramites up. My mom who came from North Dakota and is a social butterfly, active in the school board, active with our church, plays in the Missoula Symphony. She married my dad, a transplant from Michigan, who had found his heart in Montana when he came here during leave in the Navy. Mom and dad moved up to Clearwater and uh, I think my mom had been under the impression that this was just going to be a short time. 
And by the time I was two, since we had lived in about six different places, short time meant, what, two, three years? So 30 years later, when Dad retired, <laughs> She made it 16 years, though, and in the meantime, she taught us how to swim across the river. My mom, who didn't like to be cold, didn't like to wake up early, had gone hunting with Dad exactly one time before deciding that loud noises that came on suddenly and having to wake up early and hike uphill, why would you do that? Mom taught us how to swim across the river. Mom taught us that snakes were fine but should be outside. And I was probably close to 30 before I realized how terrified my mother is of snakes. Dad loved to hunt and fish. He never took us fly fishing, I think because he really just wanted to have some time to his own <laughs> after dealing with fire crews and firefighters and three little kids. But we spent every waking moment on the river. So when I was about eight years old, I managed to get chicken pox. You know, chicken pox, like the itchy, icky, nasty, little bumps. I gave it to my entire elementary school, all 12 of us. <laughs> so only 12 kids in the school, and they all got chicken pox. And the culprit was me, because I got it first, which I thought was unfair. And then when everybody else was sick and I was healthy, I had the opportunity to go with mom one day, Every week, we went to town, twice a week. Sundays for church and groceries, and Thursday night for symphony rehearsal. So Sunday morning rolls around, my brother and sister are sick and oozing and watching TV, and I get to go to town with mom. I felt so grown up. I got to ride in the front seat. We go to church, and the the young pastor, the new pastor who was in the congregation, the young Victor, vicar and his wife, they, I don't know uh, if they felt they needed to get to know us better. Somehow they invited us to lunch. So the country bumpkins go to a, go to a nice lunch. Of course, mom is in her element. We're sitting there, and this is, of course, before a cell phone. So mom, you know, borrows the phone in the kitchen to call dad. So my father had been left home unsupervised with two young children. <laughs> and being the proactive grass and forest manager that he is, decided that it would be a great idea to burn the uh, knapweed that was kind of in the pasture nearby our house. So mom thought maybe enough time had passed that any catastrophe had been averted. She thought she'd call and check in. I remember trying to feel grown up and talking to the vicar's wife on the couch. I don't know what she was asking. And uh, eventually I get the impression that there's a pretty serious conversation going on in the kitchen. Mom gets off the phone and says, well, your father burned down fairyland. So suddenly I'm not so grown up anymore. <laughs> Dad had lit the grass and napweed on fire, and the winds that always so regularly flow down the hill and down the valley had shifted suddenly. They jumped across his fire line, the flames did, and tore through the grass into our little sanctuary. The flames were stopped by the Blackfoot River and by Highway 200. That could have been bad. 
had they not been. And my sister recalls seeing our father run across the driveway and yell at her and my brother to get into the engine. So they get into a fire engine and they go to fight the fire. And now all of a sudden, I missed out on all that fun. <laughs> I didn't get to go on the engine. And dad burned down Fairyland? And I still have itches and I still have these scars? This is dumb. But it was a good experience. Fairyland, I was probably, like I thought, eight. Um, of course, it was black and scarred, much as much of the Blackfoot is right now, as you can see. But when I went back recently, I was hired four or five years ago at the Clearwater unit, and I had been there before, but I hadn't gone all the way to Fairyland. And there's fresh grass, there's small trees, fewer of the Doug fir, but there's more ponderosa pine, which is more for that area anyway. There are still Helgramites in the Blackfoot. And that river continues to flow by our home, by where I work now, for what I hope will be a few years. And of all the experiences that we had with that time on the river, seeing that rebirth and the regrowth after the fire was a good lesson as a kid. That even after a fire, life continues. Thank you. Cindy Super grew up just past Clearwater Junction on the banks of the Blackfoot River and has had the river in her life since she was two years old. She left Montana after getting a forestry degree from the University of Montana and returned home after six years in the Army. She calls Missoula home and now works in the same place she grew up, 45 miles east of Missoula, as a forester for the Montana Department of Natural Resources. Remember, your story matters. If you enjoyed this story, please share it with your friends on your favorite social media sites. Thanks. Tell Us Something is proud to be fiscally sponsored by Missoula Community Foundation, a 501c3 organization. Missoula Community Foundation has been providing leadership to Missoula nonprofits and inspiring long-term philanthropy in Missoula since 2007. For the good of Missoula, forever. Missoula Community Foundation Org. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Gecko Designs. The creative crew at Gecko makes killer logos. Not like Serial Killer, but better than any you've seen on a cereal box. They build beautifully mobile-friendly websites for both large and small clients in Missoula and around the country. Gecko has been doing it for two and one-tenth decades. That's 21 human years and 336 gecko years. I've met the team and can tell you that they're not as slimy as real lizards. When you're ready to get serious about your marketing, put a Liz in your biz. Visit the Gecko Designs team on North Higgins or online at geckodesigns.com. Logjam Presents. Logjam Presents is committed to creating a superior live entertainment experience through world-class production, state-of-the-art venues, and superior guest services. Headquartered in Missoula, Montana, Logjam Presents is an independent and privately owned live entertainment company. Logjam is the exclusive operator and promoter of the 4,000-capacity Kettle House Amphitheater, the 1,500-capacity Wilma, and the 500 150 capacity Top Hat Lounge. Working in close partnership with these venues, Logjam has created a unique artist
first and concertgoer experience that is unmatched in the Northwest. LogjamPresents.com. CabinetParts.com, the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Anyone searching for the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price needs to go to CabinetParts.com. CabinetParts.com, in business since 1997, combines knowledgeable hardware specialists with the best online shopping experience nationwide. With fast and easy ordering, free hinge matching service, and same-day shipping, CabinetParts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. The Bookstore at the University of Montana, a local bookstore serving as students, faculty, and staff of the University of Montana, as well as the Missoula community. MontanaBookstore.com. Fact and Fiction, where books, authors, ideas, and readers interact. FactandFictionBooks.com. The Good Food Store. Supporting Western Montana farmers and ranchers for almost 50 years, the Good Food Store supports the local folks creating their own beers, salsa, baked goods, ice cream, and more. The Good Food Store is a passionate supporter of Missoula nonprofits, supporting multiple organizations, events, and fundraisers every year. Learn more at GoodFoodStore.com. Missoula Broadcasting Company. Locally owned and operating four stations, including The Trail 1033, Missoula's Quality Rock and part of our unique Western Montana community, featuring local DJs who love Missoula and know their music. Jack FM 105.9, playing what they want. U 104.5 FM, your at-work listening station. And ESPN 102.9, focusing on cities, state, and regional sports, giving exposure and insight to teams and athletes in and around Western Montana. Learn more at MissoulaBroadcasting.com. Martin McCain, Woodworks and Design. If you're looking for custom, modern, or mid century cabinetry and furniture to fit your home, check out Martin's work on Instagram. He's at Martin underscore McCain underscore Woodworks over there and Martin McCain 79 on Pinterest. You can always friend up with him on Facebook because if he's doing work for you, it's pretty likely you'll become friends. Facebook.com slash Martin McCain Woodworks. Missoula Federal Credit Union. Missoula Federal Credit Union is a locally owned banking not-for-profit financial cooperative. It is Montana's largest community development financial institution and it second largest credit union. They put their members' funds to work in ways that provide benefits to people, the local economy, and the environment. That's belonging, and belonging is the new banking. MissoulaFCU.org. Enlightened Lab Float Center. Enlightened Lab is a spa featuring sensory deprivation or floating as a wellness therapy. Unplug, reset, and recharge in their state-of-the-art float tanks. Learn more at EnlightenLab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B. Thanks to Cash for Junkers who provided the music for the podcast. Find them at cashforjunkersmusic.com. If you're interested in sponsoring Tell Us Something, email me at mark at tellussomething.org. That's M-A-R-C at tellussomething.org. Podcast production by Mark Moss. Thank you to everyone who attends the events, those of you who download the podcast, and most especially to the storytellers. Cindy Super, Lisa Tripke, Wendy Woolett, Tina Sverin, Sarah Elkins, Juanita Vero, Jay Dixon, and Jerry O'Connell. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check the website to find out how you can tell your own story. Tellussomething.org.